You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. What a terrible ending. Uh, and just really the whole game kind of went bad. But the 49ers lose. They come up short. Uh, you know, we're recording this immediately after the show, or after the game, I should say. Uh, the 49ers lose 24-20 to to a divisional rival in week one. And it's awful. Oh, it's so bad. There were so many ways that this game was going that was just incredible. And, you know, leading up to the fourth quarter drive. And we're going to talk through a lot of those things. We're going to talk through a lot of what happened, blame, all those things. And if you're joining us, man, this is Vent Session. Because here's the deal. The 49ers are 0-1. You know, coming off of the Super Bowl loss, you want to talk about Super Bowl hangover and all that stuff. We, we can get to that. But here's what you got to understand, okay? And this is going to be my driving theme through this, this whole thing. As a player, as a coach, as a fan, you handle loss differently. But the one thing that stays the same, you spend 24 hours dealing with it, and then you move on, okay? Now, obviously, some things have to be addressed. A lot of things have to be addressed. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, for sure. The defense, oh my gosh. Um, there, there's lots of things. Special teams. Uh, Dante Johnson, golly. <laughs> I, I just feel like no matter what, that guy, he's going to haunt me in my dreams forever. I swear to God. Uh, but you take it and you move on. There's never been a team that's been you know 16-0 and and win the Super Bowl. It's never happened. Every team's lost. Okay, You can talk about the Miami Dolphins. They had a 12-game season. It's a big-time difference there. But you lost to a division rival, and it hurts, and it sucks. And, you know, my, my kids were very, very upset. My oldest, he, he, was, he was laying the slander down, man. And I, I had to get on to him and just be like, hey, here's the deal. Uh, we we got to deal with this, and it, it affects us all differently. 
But whenever you look at what happened with the game, and there's a lot of bad stuff going on with the game, and we're, we're going to deal with those. But you got to focus on the positive some, sometimes, and you've got to look at, okay, what can be addressed and what does the future look like, okay? Because on one side, you've got to look at this and you got to say, look, we didn't have any wide receivers. Our, all of our entire wide receiver core amounted for four catches for 41 yards. That's it. Okay, that, that's one issue, all right? Jimmy Garoppolo, definitely. Uh, there were some missed opportunities for sure. But let's play the hypothetical here, okay? Now, let me play some devil's advocate. I'm not, Jimmy Garoppolo had a bad game, okay? There's no doubt about that. But what was his main critique all of last year? He turns the ball over too damn much. Turns the ball over too damn much. Well, guess what? He didn't turn the ball over once. Two touchdowns, 259 yards. Everybody's fine with that. He gave his team the lead with three, uh, what was it, like, no, about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. The defense didn't hold at all. The defense was uh, my biggest problem. We'll talk about that. But he brought his team back. Then the last drive, of course, he crapped the bed. But, you know, I, I just tweeted this out. An insane thing. Jimmy Garoppolo had a much better passer rating than Kyler Murray. Now, I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all. That's not what I'm saying at all. Kyler Murray had a 78.1 passer rating, and Jimmy Garoppolo had a 103. Obviously, Kyler Murray played way better than Jimmy Garoppolo could ever dream of uh, during this game. There's no doubt about that. But constantly throughout the game, he was so scared to throw it to his wide receivers. The two touchdown passes were to running backs. You go back to the first quarter, he's just peppering George Kittle. I mean, that's just what the game plan was. Well, George Kittle gets hurt in the second quarter. Terrible pass by Jimmy. I think that was probably the worst pass of the game, personally, where he got Kittle rolled up. Now, the good thing is, Kittle came back. But he never had another target through the entire second half. His snaps went down. And you could tell he wasn't 100%. You could see him grimacing and all that kind of stuff on the sidelines. But you've got to get Kittle involved. If he's healthy enough to be out there, you got to get him involved. That's a problem. That's a Kyle Shanahan problem and a Jimmy Garoppolo problem. But they were doubling the tight end, okay? There's no doubt about that. We saw that. It didn't work early on when Kittle was healthy. But the whole second half, he doesn't get anything. So now you don't have your starting two wide receivers. You don't have your the all-time leading receiving yardage in a season tight end so now you're down to running backs <laughs> and Dante Pettis and let me say this okay here, here's here's my my Pettis take I've always been very reserved and saying you know Pettis is a bust and all those things well guess what and maybe this is my overreaction of today Dante Pettis is done um, you know, you don't cut him. You can't do that. You need wide receiver depth, whatever else. Dante Pettis is done. The fact that he came out of this game with zero catches, and I even said this, this is his game. He can prove he belongs or it's going to be over. Dante Pettis is done. Um, he's done. He'll, he'll stay on the roster and he'll be a depth play. He, he's absolutely done. Jimmy Garoppolo targeted him one time. And it was on a post-corner route, and the ball was overthrown. Okay, this was a bad pass by Jimmy, but he did, you know, try to throw it deep to Pettis. And Pettis, as the point of the ball coming down, and it's a contested catch. There's people around him. You see him just let up. You see him just, just let up. If he laid out, would he have caught the ball? Probably not. But it's a mentality issue. And you can't be weak, and you can't be soft. Dante Pettis, I'm telling you this right now. He's done. 
He is done. D-U-N. <laughs> Hooked on phonics work for me. He's done. Um, now, uh, let's stay on the offensive side for a while. And uh, let, let's get through some comments, okay? There, there's a lot of people here, and I want this to be your episode. If this is your first time listening to the 49ers Rush, I just want to say thanks. And we're, we're not going anywhere, right? The, the season's not over after one game. We got 16 regular season games. The Niners, last year, they lost three games. Uh, here we are. And you look at the Cardinals. We struggle with the Cardinals. We're 2-9. and 2-9 and nine versus the damn Cardinals in our last 11 matches. For some reason, they always play us tough. Um, there's some major issues. So l- let's get through some of these comments, questions, and let's deal with some of this stuff. Uh, let's pass around blame. Let's get it out of the way because guess what? Whenever the film comes out, and we're going to do the Patreon breakdowns, and we're going to do all that stuff, and we're going to understand once we can watch the film from every different angle and understand this and that. And as a coach, the the rule is always this. The film is never as bad as you think it is, and it sure as hell is never as good as you think it is. So, yeah, there are some players that laid huge goose eggs for me today. Uh, Most notably, uh, Dante Pettis for sure, but also Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander sucked today. He was the worst player on the field, and I don't even think it's questionable how many missed tackles, missed assignments, running himself out of the play. He's always missed tackles, but Quan Alexander was the worst player on the field for either team today, and I don't even think it's debatable personally. Uh, Now, once we go through and we watch film, and I watch, you know, 56 on every damn play, that might change. Uh, Drake Greenlaw was fire every single play he got out there. Now, he's only out there in base situations because Kyle Shanahan said, you know, he's the Sam. He's not the Will backer. Uh, That's a total mistake. That's a huge mistake. Um, Anyway, uh, let's go to these questions, and and we're going to deal with them. Here we go. From M. McKay Green, do you think we should give Mullins the reins? Hell no, I do not. Um, Hell no, I do not. Jimmy Garoppolo wins games. He gave his team the chance to win. He put his team ahead in the fourth quarter. Defense laid an egg. He drove all the way down the field again. Missed the fourth and five. Did he have a good game? No. He was a below average starter this week. You do not give up on your quarterback that got you to the Super Bowl. You can say the defense. You can talk about the run game. That's fine. I don't disagree with those things. But no, Jimmy Garoppolo is your guy. Um, Now, you start talking 0-5, something along those lines. Then, okay, we can entertain that conversation. You lost a close game to a divisional opponent. Week one, the weirdest damn week one we've ever had. No preseason, COVID, no uh, OTAs, no mini camps, no any of that stuff. So everything of this, you have to use qualifiers. Now, you can step back and say, well, we lost. Yeah, you're right. But that doesn't mean you throw the whole damn thing out. Even Quan Alexander, who I'm pissed at because, one, he sucked so bad in the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship and Week 1, but I don't think that you throw him out. I don't think you cut him. I don't think that that's helpful. What I would do personally with Quan is I'd move him to Sam and I'd promote Dre Greenlaw, but that's just me. Um, with Jimmy G, I think you have a heartfelt conversation and you tell him you're not getting the damn job done. Um, but again, <laughs> looking for Jimmy G, the one thing everybody said is you got to cut down on turnovers. He had a non-turnover game two touchdown passes 250 yards that's winning football for a quarterback but it didn't happen um yeah he had Kendrick Bourne in the end zone I'm with you Adam and that was a bad pass it was underthrown 
Um, it was not pass interference. There was no contact made. There's no face guarding in the NFL. That's a college rule. Um, but yeah, that was a bad, bad pass. That was a bad pass. That's all there is. Um, yeah, I love this. Kaleo. Uh, receivers were non-existent. You're exactly right. Non-existent. Kendrick Bourne made a couple big plays. But if you want to give blame, here's where it starts. And again, if you want to attribute this to Jimmy G, you are correct. Two for 11 on third downs. Two for 11 on third downs. They were 0-7 on third downs to start. Their eighth one they finally got. And they were 0-2 for on fourth. You got to convert something. The 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo was the best quarterback in the NFL. On third downs last year, he had the highest conversion rate. He had a 50% conversion rate. I did six hours of breakdowns on Patreon. You can go watch them. They're all on there. On him in third and long, third and medium, third and short, it was the best in the NFL. Week one, it didn't happen. Now, if Debo Samuel was out there, would that change some of that stuff? I think so. If George Kittle doesn't get hurt in the first half, does that change some of that? Yeah, I think so. Brandon Ayuk, who was the best wide receiver in camp, yeah, I think that helps. But there's major problems there. And again, you look at third and fourth down. Cardinals were 7 for 14, 50%. That's elite. We were 2 for 13, if you combine third and fourth downs. That's absolutely sewer. It's abysmal. I can use the damn word. It was abysmal. It was terrible. Um, it was bad. So you've got to have wide receivers in this league. There's no doubt about that. But the few times the wide receivers did get open, did Jimmy miss them? Yeah, he did. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, but 19 for 33 passing, yeah, that's not great. That's not great. <laughs> His percentages were bad, and he made some very bad choices. You know, the play that pissed me off most about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was in the fourth quarter whenever he threw the crossing route. It was like third and four. He threw a crossing route, a two-yard crosser, in coverage, short of the sticks, with a defender right on top of him. That play, and the ball was on point. It was incomplete because it was just contested too much. That was the play where I freaking blew my lid. Not the Kendrick Bourne in the end zone. It wasn't a great pass. He should have released it earlier. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But... I don't know. There were there were a lot of glimpses by Jimmy Garoppolo, but he definitely missed a lot right there. Uh, yeah, Thomas, I love this. Uh, the Dante is cursed, I swear. You know, I, I said I wasn't going to say his name. I'm just going to call him number 27 um, on that freaking blocked punt, which is a turnover, and it's worse than a turnover because they got the ball on their own 10. You know, that was a seven-point swing. Special teams, that, that cost us. That punt play cost us. If, if you go back to the start of this game, you're up 10-0. You have shut them down. Three and out, three and out. You scored, you know, Raheem Mostert, what an awesome job receiving. We haven't seen Raheem Mostert show that in the receiving game ever. Um, and he played really, really well all in all. Did he have a lot of big run plays? No. But, you know, as a running team, whenever you go out there and you average 4.9 yards per rush, you're doing a hell of a job. So, shout out. This isn't everybody lost this game, okay? Raheem Mostert played amazing. This is his first ever NFL start, and he was great, okay? But, I forget where I was. Sorry about this. Dante, 10-0. You're about to punt the ball away. No big deal. You got a two-possession lead. And all they did was just a simple stunt through the A-gap. Well, guess what? Your job 
as the personal protectors to take the first inside threat. So the guy comes at you, you check him, let him go to the outside. That's not where the threat is any longer. You pick up the inside. And literally, there are rules for a punt protector. to You can only take one step inside. You can take one step inside, then your eyes and your free hand, you can't even step outside with both hands. Teams don't let you do that. You take one step, one hand to the outside, eyes and free hand all stay to the inside like this is like high school jv middle school stuff dante johnson god bless it man <laughs> i might drop my first f-bomb uh, and almost we're almost uh, like episode 300 why not we, we do a live show there, there's gonna be one get through there sometime but um yeah that's that's rough uh let's uh, mr superfly i like this do you think bosa and ford were playing not to get injured Bosa played great. Bosa was flying all over the place like he always does, sacrificing his body. Um, Bosa played great, made stops in the run game, pressures on the quarterback. D Ford, D Ford, I, I tweeted this out. D Ford looked like he was 300 pounds. At the snap of the ball, he'd just stand up. Like where Ford has made his bread and butter in this league, he has an elite get off. That first step, and you can go back to his Auburn film whenever we were grading him for the draft. Amazing first step. That was non-existent. He looked like he... Physically, he didn't look like he weighed 300 pounds. I'm saying speed-wise, it looked like he weighed 300 pounds. And there were a few plays after the play was over, he was just standing there grimacing. He couldn't stand. Like, it was hurting him. And you go to the last two or three drives of the game, he wasn't out there. Eric Armstead stayed at the left end. Ford looked awful. Um, so I don't know if he needs to go on IR. I don't know what it is. But he is not okay. And if he is fully healthy, then, yeah, you need to <laughs> try to unload him for a fifth rounder. I'd be happy. But I don't think anybody's going to take that contract. Um, so Bosa was great. And I, I think the PFF, the film, everything, you know, and, you know, there's film, then there's analytics and all those things. But I think film and an analytics, when they agree on something, I think that tells us something. And, you know, we'll have to wait for all the numbers to come out. We'll do that on our Tuesday episode this week. But... Bosa was great. Ford was awful. Ford was trash. I, I don't think, I don't even know if he even made a tackle. Did he get in on a tackle? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He got in. He had one solo tackle and two assisted tackles, and that's it. Um, we'll have to see on pressures, but he was almost non-existent. He just went out there. He went out there. Um, and, and that's kind of a thing, you know, the third and short runs, delayed routes. Yep. That was a problem, you know, and <laughs> F Bill O'Brien, that dude has just ruined the NFC West. You got to give it up, man. You got to be honest with what he did. And let's talk a little bit defense now, and let's focus on what the game plan was. The game plan was this bend, but don't break, allow the short outs and the comeback routes. Allow that. That's okay. The problem I had, the zone read was non-existent. They did great versus the zone read to where, in fact, they abandoned the entire thing. They did it like two times in the first quarter, and then they just got rid of it. It was just a give every single time. But one of the things that you know the Cardinals did, if they were going to score a touchdown, it was going to have to be a 10-plus play drive, and they were going to have to march down the field. Well, thanks to the refs and a handful of horrible calls in the fourth quarter, they were able to do that. 13-play drive, 10-plus play drive, and get points out of that. But DeAndre Hopkins, 14 catches, 151 yards, 
on 16 targets. That means only twice was he targeted when he didn't catch the ball. That's a hell of a game. Now, the 49ers were rotating. They were switching corners. You know, for a while there, Sherman was chasing Hopkins. And then they decided to go back. They were they were kind of switching it off corner and corner uh, every quarter. But DeAndre Hopkins is, we know who he is. He, he I, th- I think personally, you know, you could talk about him, Julio Jones, and perhaps Michael Thomas. I think he's more a product of the system than how great he is. I still think Michael Thomas is great, but it's DeAndre Hopkins. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hopkins, Julio Jones. Those are the best two. And you look at, they have DeAndre Hopkins. We have Dante Pettis. That's what it is. Now, once we get our guys back, um, that's going to be huge. I love it. <laughs> JD, uh, can't wait for you to hear, quote, take that for what you will, end quote. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've already done it twice. It's one of the Chapman or Rush drinking games. Good gosh. Yeah, Jimmy did miss the throw, a touchdown throw to win the game. He did have that. That happened. And that was from Rep the Bay. I love that that quote because you've got to keep going back to it. You have to. You have to. When you lose, whose fault is it, right? That's who we are as fans. Well, we would have won if. That doesn't change the record. We're 0-1. So you respond. Who are you? What type of man are you or person Whenever things don't go as planned, you lost by four to a division rival. It's not the end of the world. Now, we're spoiled because we were all the way up here with the expectations, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, Now, the good thing is, I don't want to look forward too much. We got the Jets and Giants next two weeks. So, that's great. (laughs) That is going to be huge. Um, You got to lick your wounds, and you got to move on. And the great news is, we get to play Arizona again. And I, I get it. Kyler's really, really hard in this defense. He tears us up. I don't care. I want to play the Cardinals tomorrow. That's the mindset that you have to have. We got to get these guys back. There are division opponents. It's what it is. Uh, let's see here. I, I love this. From Tomos. Uh, he says, what happened with Jimmy's protection? Brunskill and Mike let everything through. Protection overall was okay. Uh, Brunskill did give up a sack. 
Mike did get beat on the edge, but there were a few plays there where they were covered sacks. This goes back to the problem. Is it the chicken or the egg, right? You don't have the wide receivers getting open. Your number one wide receiver is Kendrick Bourne. That's not an okay thing to happen in the NFL. I'd say the 49ers probably have, without Jimmy Garoppolo, or without Debo, and without Ayuk, we, we have the worst wide receivers in the NFL. Maybe the Jets. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, if Debo and Ayuk can't go, well, Debo can't go. He's out three games. But if Ayuk can't go next week against the Jets, we're going to see the worst wide receivers to ever play starting NFL football. Just, just understand that. Protection wasn't great. The one thing that was great, Trent freaking Williams. Chandler Jones got a sack, but it wasn't on Trent. Trent Williams was incredible, okay? So uh, let, let's focus on some of the positives. Trent Williams is a beast. He's a top three left tackle. That's all there is to it. We were hoping he would be. He hasn't played in two years. Oh, there's question marks. He had the cancerous thing on his head. All that kind of stuff. Is he in shape? Well, guess what? Trent Williams, as advertised, you would not have overpaid if you traded a first-round pick for Trent Williams. That's That's just the truth. So... Let's balance some of this negativity. I'm not a negative person. At least I don't think I am. Um, I, let's balance some of that. Uh, next question. Man, is it time to give up on Sherman? Hell no. Sherman played really, really well. He did miss a tackle. Those quick out routes, those are designed to be given up by this defense. That's just something the defense will allow. That, that's not a... Now, the route over the middle to DeAndre Hopkins when he was wide open and Emmanuel Mosley blew that coverage. That's not designed ever. Um, 151 yards is huge. You're exactly correct. But those little seven yard out routes before that big play, the 33 yarder, he had like 11 catches for less than a hundred yards, just little seven yard outs. Um, again, the single high safety and the cover three that the 49ers run, they allow the quick out. They do. Now, sometimes they'll switch that up to where they can attack on that, but they didn't do that. Um, you know why they didn't do that? That's a great question. That's a question I can't answer. I really, really don't know. Um, this is from Drew. Kingsbury's actually a good play caller. The penalties on defense killed us. You're exactly right. And, man, that one drive alone, I, I don't blame things on refs, and we did not lose this game. Because of the refs. I'm telling you that right now. But the 10th drive, <laughs> I've got six pages of notes. I haven't read any of it because I just want to kind of just go off the cuff and just talk through this together. The 10th drive by the 49ers had three bad calls on that drive alone. It started on their own seven. Mitch Wisnowski, another positive. Two amazing punts. The fourth rounder for the punter is finally paying off, right? He played great. Those two punts were key. So we back them up to their own seven. And if you remember, they almost got a safety. They almost got a safety. Kyler Murray just throws the ball away. And on the backside where Kyler Murray wasn't even looking, they called a defensive holding call against Kwan Williams, who was being held by DeAndre Hopkins. So that one's a 50-50 call. That's okay. So let, you bail them out. They would have been punting out of their own end zone. But instead, and Solomon Thomas made a couple big plays on that drive as well. He stopped. Uh, he got a pressure. He stopped a run. And he blew up a screen, which was awesome. So Solomon Thomas made some positive plays. That's good news. Anyway, they get the holding call. Refs bail them out. That's fine. If you want to say that's a good call, that's okay. Then the late hit slide on Kerry Hyder, who another, again, another positive. Kerry Hyder, he got a sack. I love Kerry Hyder. That guy's amazing. Um, they called him on a late hit on Kyler freaking Murray. Kyler Murray dove head first. Here's the rules in the NFL. 
If you sacrifice yourself and give yourself up where you slide feet first, you are protected. Nobody can touch you. He didn't slide feet first. He dove head first, which keeps him as a regular ball carrier. Now, Kerry Hyder was running for him, dove over him, and barely made contact with him at all. He's not a protected runner at that point. He's outside the pocket. He's past the line of scrimmage. He dove head first. Terrible call. Terrible call. Okay? That's okay. Give him another first down. Then you have the pass interference on Emmanuel Mosley, who I thought played so well the first three and a half quarters. Played so well. And then yeah, he kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter, and it started with that holding call. Because he was with Christian Kirk. I think it was Christian Kirk. Steph, it might have been uh, Edmonds, whatever. Uh, he was running with him, and he tugged on his jersey. That's a defensive holding call, which is still a first down, not pass interference. Three terrible calls on that drive. They go 93 yards. And this is the thing I don't get. I, I understand it's easy to blame the quarterback. He's the face of the franchise, and Jimmy's got a pretty face. I get it. Why the hell are we not blaming the defense? You gave up a 93-yard drive whenever the game was on the line? Like, that's problematic. Um, anyway, that's that's what it is. Uh, Rich, thank you, man. You are optimistic to a fault. <laughs> I admire that. Hashtag good vibes. That's what's, I'm going to tell my wife you said that and tell her how positive I am. She doesn't agree with you sometimes. Um, anyway. Uh, from Mikey, does this show that preseason games matter? Yeah, this, this the 49ers should have had an advantage because they were bringing back so many starters and they were bringing back the coaching staff and all those things. Well, once the injuries started matter, mounting up, you know, we're down two centers. That was problematic. Johannes uh, Grasso, he's, he's not an NFL starting caliber player now. He played okay. He wasn't bad. We got some decent runs up the middle. We didn't give up a whole bunch of pressure up the middle. He was okay. But you're down two centers. You're down your two wide receivers. That hurts. That hurts a lot. Um, Jimmy G is a statue. I'm with you there. He did have that one nice scramble, though, where he got nine, uh, nine yards. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, um, I, I feel you, Kaleo. Those unnecessary roughness calls were trash. The first one, maybe. The second one, hell no. Hell no. That's it's just not what it is. Um, yeah, Jimmy did look scared to throw it to his wide receivers. There's no damn doubt about that. Um, if you're just now joining us, I just want to say thank you. But Dante Pettis is done. This was his chance. Um, he's done. That 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 trade. Oh, you traded up to get that guy. Um, it, it's done. He's done. That's what it is. But and I'll say this, you know, let's go back. Let's let's talk about some of the things that were quote unquote positive just based on the stat sheet. Okay. Um, one, you've got to talk. Jimmy didn't turn the ball over. That's going to get missed. He didn't turn the ball over. Okay. Two, Jarek freaking McKinnon. Holy cow. He had a big drop. It uh, wouldn't have been a first down, but we would have been in field goal range. That would have changed things because that would have been, you know, three-point difference. You could have kicked a field goal at the end of the game to win it, whatever else. But the, the pass was behind him. It was like third and eight, and I think, no, it was like third and ten. Jimmy throws like a six- or seven-yard pass to Jarek McKinnon, um, and it's behind him. He had a pull behind him, hit him in both of his hands, and he dropped it, almost got intercepted, but it didn't. They chose to punt the ball. Now, because of the drop pass, it would have been a 54-yard field goal. Well, earlier in the game, Robbie Gold made a 52-yard field goal, right? So this two-yard, they decided that was just too much. Let's pin them deep. But if he would have made that six, seven-yard catch, 
that would have bumped it up to a 48-yard field goal. That's money for Robbie Gold. So a little bitty thing there. That was huge. A drop pass by Jarek McKinnon. But he got two touchdowns. And I'm sorry, one touchdown. But he looked really, really good, especially running routes. Uh, that was huge. Our running backs out of the backfield looked great. I, I mean, the fact that <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk had more yards receiving on one catch than all of our wide receivers combined. Kyle Juszczyk, our fullback, had more yards on one catch than all of our wide receivers combined. That's just eye-opening. Um, we thought our wide receivers were bad last year that we traded to get Emmanuel Sanders. Well, guess what? I would not be shocked if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch go home right now and just start calling people up. Uh, now, the problem is... NFL teams still are convinced that they have a shot at the playoffs that don't. And so everybody can't really go into sell now mode. So you can't really go get somebody unless you're willing to overpay. I don't want the 49ers to overpay. John Lynch has shown they will not overpay since they have shown up in trade capital. But you're going to have to wait. Now, you, you wait a month. You're getting Debo back in three weeks. Uh, Brandon Ayuk should be healthy. Is that enough? I'm telling you, our wide receivers aren't going to be good enough all year. Even if those two guys are amazing, that's only two wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne is the third option mixed in there with some Trent Taylor. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, but it's still not great, and especially when George Kittle's injured. I, I really wish they would have thrown in you know, some more Jordan Reed. He did get two catches, which was nice, and he looked good on those two catches. Get him the ball a little bit more. And Tevin Coleman, I thought, looked really good coming in in mop-up duty. You know, he was the third running back, which we have always wanted. He goes out there, gets four rushes for 18 yards. That's great. That's four and a half yards a pop from Tevin Coleman. No problems. And he made a nice catch for six yards as well. So I think that's key as well. So the running backs are great. Trent Williams is great. Bosa is great. Uh, Fred Warner played amazing. He didn't miss a tackle on the hole that led to a first down. That was problematic. Drake Greenlaw's freaking unreal. I know I have rose-colored glasses on whenever I talk about Drake Greenlaw, but holy freaking cow. That kid, you know, <laughs> we finally get a turnover from our safeties, and it came because of Drake Greenlaw. He got the tipped pass. Jaquaski Tart comes down with the interception. Understand, we now have the same <laughs> interception total for the safety position than we did through 19 games in the 2019 season. The safeties didn't get an interception until the Super Bowl, and that was the backup, Tarverius Moore. So the fact that the safeties got an interception, that is gigantic. Um, that is something that I think we need to, to say. If that can continue, then I think we're pretty damn happy. Now, if you guys did join us on our bets, we didn't do well today. Uh, we're still up on the season. We just started betting uh, this week, so we're plus $28 if you follow our bets. And again, as always, um, if you bet, if I say something about a bet, that I'm putting my money down on that. So just understand, uh, I'm betting with you guys, and I'm going to keep track all year. So we're still up 28 bucks if you are with us. And I do want to say thank you to our sponsor real quick before we jump through some more uh, questions, comments, and just talking more about the game. But I uh, just want to say thank you to my bookie. Here we go. Winning seasons return at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contest, squares, you name it, they have it at my bookie. And here's the deal. Whenever you're hitting on all of your parlays with your feet up on the couch, enjoying watching the 49ers win, of course, you get to trounce your rivals, brag about it, and make money. 
And that's what my bookie brings to us. And I love these guys. They've supported us for a long time. Uh, really do appreciate all they do. So here's the deal. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet, head over there. They've got live betting on championship futures. You want to put money down on if the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, if they're going to win the NFC West, uh, how far they're going to go in the playoffs. All of those things and more are available at mybookie.ag. So it's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash, and again, use promo code 49ers and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today at mybookie.ag all right so here here's what i want to do now because i i want to talk through the defensive drive chart okay because it it tells a different story than the feeling we had during the game okay so if, if we look at the total drives that they had which they had 11 drives on on offense we're talking about when the 49ers on defense first drive they hold them to a punt okay pass breakup by fred warner second drive a three and out great start Everything, it looks, the 49ers defense looks like it did last year. Just as good, if not better, right? Third drive, this is after the blocked punt. They give up a touchdown after one play. Uh, Quan Alexander got beat to the edge and gave up a touchdown. Just a simple, just arrow out route from uh, the running back. He got beat, okay? How do they respond? They force a three and out afterwards. I was, I was, I was so pumped. Like, all right, they had that flu. They come out and respond. You force a three and out. That's awesome. Then, Quan Alexander misses back-to-back -back tackles on a drive that started on the one damn yard line. You remember the 49ers went for it on fourth and one, didn't get it. Uh, you change that one play, everything changes, but whatever. They start on the one yard line. They drive all the way down and make a 52-yard field goal. A 52-damn-yard field goal, and all of that was because Quan Alexander missed two tackles on third down that would have resulted in first that would have resulted in punts. Um, so anyway, then after that, how do you respond? You just gave up way too much yardage to a team backed up on their one. Then you get the interception. Awesome job. Then you go the last possession before the half, and this pissed me off. They started on their own 25-yard line with 30 seconds left. They drove 37 yards in 28 seconds. They kick a 56-yard field goal. <laughs> just giving stuff up. Just giving it up quick. Now, you come back out, out of halftime, you reassess, you regroup. It doesn't go well. Hyder uh, finally gets his, his sack, which was awesome, and they get a 49-yard field goal. They miss it, but a lot of they, they got a lot of yards that one. Then you hold them to a punt, which was awesome. Then you get the touchdown run by Kyler Murray, um, which really pissed me off because I think there's some problems with Robert Sala making adjustments in the game. Nick Bosa talked about before this game. Look, we know how to stop Kyler now. And you're right, they do. you got to force him to run inside. When Kyler runs inside, he's pissed off. He slides. He hates it. He wants to run outside. So they did a good job in forcing him to run up the middle. But you had no backers there in zone coverage or in spy watching the mobile quarterback. And so I think that that cost him huge, where Kyler Murray was able just to run around freely, rush for over 100 yards. What the hell, man? Make an adjustment. You have three of the most athletic linebackers in the NFL. Allow them to be that. 
It's very, very simple. And if you want to stay in your zone scheme, that's fine. You don't have to clear your linebackers out past the hook to curl zone. Keep them somewhat in the middle of the field because you're forcing Kyle. You're stopping Kyler Murray to run outside. Where the hell do you think he's going to go? He's going to go up the middle. You're expecting your defensive tackles to make plays. And you saw one of the times where it was one-on-one -on -one in the open field with Kyler Murray and Kevin Givens, who's 300 pounds. Well, guess what? Kevin Givens actually made the play. But that should go against you in the coaching world because you're not giving your guys, you're not putting them in position to be successful. You shouldn't be asking Kevin Givens to tackle Kyler Murray one-on-one. -on -one. That's not good football. It's not a good scheme. Um... So I hated that. And then the last drive, of course, was the touchdown to Hopkins. Eight plays, 75 yards. Um, that that was the problem. Um, you know, they the touchdown actually didn't go to Hopkins. It went to Kenyon Drake. But take that for what you will. So it's frustrating. And, and here's what I, I think we need to walk away from today. Four hours are 0-1. Seattle won. Cardinals won. Uh, Rams are maybe playing now or about to play. You're behind. So this idea of we are holier than now, we're the champs, NFC West champs, NFC champs, all, hell no. Get your damn lunch pill. Get back on the horse and get up there and freaking fight. You got two weeks before you play a quality opponent. You have the Jets and the Giants. You step up and you beat the hell out of a lesser ranked team. You don't play down, and I don't care if you don't have the wide receivers. You got to trust them a little bit more than you did today. And you got to give your players a chance. So that's going to do it for the 49ers Rush episode. So a couple things. We're going to wait for the film to come out. Usually comes out late Monday, early Tuesday. Once that's out, we're going to do a full <laughs> offensive going through every damn play on film. If you're with us on Patreon, just look up 49ers Rush Podcast. Um, it's $8 a month. You get to see every single play on offense and defense. Uh, we go through everything and break down the film. Then we'll do the episodes, uh, the regular podcast episodes, breaking down the offense scores, uh, pro football focus scores, kind of takeaways from the film. We'll do that in the middle of the week. Then we'll move on to our next um, opponent, which is the Jets. So just want to say thank you. If this is your first time, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and go ahead and hit that notification button. So when we go live, we always go live. That's all we do four times a week, baby. The 49ers Rush Podcast. So uh, it's okay. And when people talk trash to you, let me. Let, this is what I want to end on. You're going to get those texts from your fantasy football buddies, from you know your fans that are Seahawks fans, if that's even a thing, whatever, talking trash. Oh, dude, just take it in, man. Take it in. Don't talk trash about their team. Just say, you know what? You're right. You know what? You're right. No big deal. Just wait. Screenshot those texts, baby. Save those receipts. Because I would take this damn team with this coaching staff over any other team in the NFL. Are we at our highest point right now? No. That's okay. I don't care. Save it. Take it. And just remember, save those receipts. And let them see those whenever things turn around. We're all in one. Big deal. We're just fine. Just fine. So hang in there. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.